Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hi there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. It is podcast time. Hey, I like when we chat together. It's much better. Video <laughs> games, we like them, so keep on listening. Our podcast, if we play a bad game, we will tell you. Hey, I like little podcast, big adventure. Ha! Oh, no. It's pretty That's good. The best one. That's the best one. Why did you do that to me? I can never top it now. <laughs> it's. It, you know what? I had to do it because that <gasps> that theme song, that Hamtaro theme song, is a bit of an earworm. I don't know. It's a. It's a bit of a bop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's jam. It's jam. Jake, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I am doing uh, very good after hearing your song. Yes, yes. Um, for for those who are unaware, um, the episode game we are playing, Ham Taro, Ham Ham Games, originally started as an anime that had the dopest U.S. intro song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the most 2000s energy you'll ever hear in a theme song. Um, but before we talk about that, Jake, what games have you been playing lately? It's been a little bit since our last episode. It has been a little bit. It's been um, a lot bit busy for me, so I haven't played like too too many uh, video games. I've been doing uh, wedding planning. I'm uh, in the process of changing jobs, so uh, that's been taking up a lot of my time. I've been playing um, a bit of Smash Bros. here or there, a little bit of Warzone here or there. I'm also uh, writing a D and D campaign that I'm going to ah. start start next week um really the game i've mostly been playing is monster train because that just got a expansion uh released to it added um a new faction and like the two different two different uh boss monsters or like main monster champions there we go i couldn't remember the name um and that's been that's been a fun one i mean i did love monster train a lot still still do game Um, slaps it's a very good game, very fun game, and having new content there. There's um, one of the main mechanics that was added is um, in order to get like the quote unquote true ending, which is just you know fighting the final final boss, you need to uh, like accumulate um, one hundred of like this other resource, and what it is is like the more of it you have like proportional to where you are in the run the more difficult the encounters are so if you like load up on it very early in the game the encounters are going to be more difficult but like you get major like rewards for like accruing more of that currency Mm -hmm. to like get to the 100 it's like powerful spell modifications um like getting more like gold or uh relics there so like that's a like a cool like push and pull like you want to stay where the encounters aren't going to be too hard, but, like, you're also, like, passing up some very strong rewards if you don't get, like, enough of this stuff. And, like, you got to end with at least 100. So uh, it adds, like, another dynamic to the to the progression through, like, the map itself. Um, and I think that's very interesting, and it's a very uh, fun way to add, like, a, a final boss of each encounter, too, that requires more strategy throughout the entire run. So yeah. that's super fun, and like the new uh, faction has this, uh, like an, a the mechanic they have that's unique to them is is uh, interesting too. Like you have certain cards will um, like add a crystal quote unquote to a floor, which just makes your spells or minions more powerful on that floor depending on their effect. 
uh, very good, very good synergies with the other classes too, which is uh, really awesome, which is something that's been like phenomenal for that monster train does is it has uh, just boundless each like each pairing of decks has their own synergy that fits well into it and um, it has a lot of depth has a lot of replayability and the expansion is very good yeah I constantly impressed by that game uh, it I the, when they first added um, new content to that game it was like surprising how well it was done and i, I believe the mm-hmm. first content drop was free it was a free um, pack and it was a lot of stuff tons of stuff and then you know for this being the first dlc from them adding a whole new faction that like basically makes everything like all combinations different which is awesome because you know the way the monster train works is you have you pick like your main faction then a secondary faction so just adding two more champions to that mix makes i mean how many more possibilities right like it's it's pretty great i'm glad i'm glad you're sticking with it and and giving me updates because you're convincing me to to go buy uh some more dlc for that so fantastic yeah but yeah just a little little update on what i've been playing but what about you tony uh, I too have been very busy uh, yep. during this time off. Uh, mm-hmm. I bought a house and been been moving into that and, and doing all the the new homeowner stuff. So I uh, haven't had a ton of time to play games. Uh, I got two to talk about though. Um, I'm pretty sure I know what one is. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be a shocker at all. Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, <laughs> here now. Here's the biggest shock though, Jake. I love it. Did you see that? Oh, coming? what? Did you no see that way! <laughs> you like a a monster hunter game? <laughs> yeah, friggin' weird, Man, right? Strong, strong episode for monster games. Yeah, right. Yeah, monster <laughs> train, monster hunter. It's true. It's true. Uh, but yeah, Rise came out for the Switch uh, about a month ago now. Um, it's it's really good. Uh, the best thing about this game is it's a lot faster world is so uh you can always have a mount so when you enter one of the big expansive levels you instantly have a way to go faster through that but even still they added a lot of mobility to the game which makes everything faster you know like uh, engaging your monster retreating from a monster getting to the monster all these things happen way faster than world which i really like uh they added this new thing called the wire bug which is basically uh a resource that you can use in and out of combat to mm-hmm. again make you traversal faster but in combat you get wire bug attacks that each weapon has completely different wire bug moves that you can get um that will help you mount the monster because there's like a monster riding component in this game as oh opposed to, hell yeah yeah so as opposed to just mounting the monster like uh you did in world this is when you mount a monster you now control that monster, and you can slam it into walls. You can beat up other monsters with it, which is, like, part of the meta now is, like, for your target monster for a mission, usually you go out, you'll find another monster, ride it, bring that to your target monster, make them fight, and, you know, get more uh, rewards and stuff from that. Um, It's really nice. Uh, They also had this thing called Switch Skills, which basically gives you three slots for every weapon type where you can change out 
moves. So you can change mm-hmm. out your wire bug move or like just standard combos. You can add like a different finisher or just a different combo altogether, uh, which adds a ton of variety for, you know, all the weapons yeah. that are already in the game Sounds that add like a lot it. of variety. So it's just like there's a lot that you can customize and do, which is super nice. Um, they do a lot of smart things to streamline progression too. They have kind of two different spokes. Uh, the village missions and then the hub missions village is like here's your single player content learn the game learn some of the monsters get some resources but then the hub is kind of what traditional multiplayer monster hunter is where uh, you can grab four people or go out by yourself and hunt specific monsters that are more kind of straight to the point you know go hunt this monster here do this thing and then uh, missions over um it's it's really nice uh they also changed around how you can build out your uh, your gear. So, like, you can mm-hmm. build specific decorations, which are, like, gems that slot into your armor to give you, like, you know, different attributes and, and, and uh, upgrades. Uh, in the past, you would have to just fight a ton of monsters, appraise gems, and hope they're the right thing. And now it's pick exactly the gem you want here are the parts you need to make that gem so it's mm-hmm. way easier to um to get these gems that are a big part of your build uh so if i need four attack gems for you know whatever reason it was like so hard to do that in world but now i just yeah. have to go farm the exact pieces that the game tells me to get so i can kind of complete my build they switch that out uh, and they do have an RNG component to it, but those are with your talismans, which is less of a grind. You only equip one of them. Uh, you can kind of tell the game, I want these type of skills, and then it will randomly generate these talismans for you on like a sliding scale of rarity. So you could get like a level 7 rare talisman that has like none of the stuff you want on it. Uh, so it's that part can be a bit of a grind but it's way less than uh monster hunter world which i very much appreciate um so yeah monster hunter rise great game if you have any interest in it this is a good jumping on point i feel like you know, it sounds hunter- like it streamlines things more than worlds does yes i I, w- I would definitely say that and like so world did a good job of um simplifying um, the Monster Hunter formula and make it more digestible. What Mm -hmm. this game does is it refines it. It sharpens it to like a nice, you know, edge or a good polish to it. So like all the quality of life stuff that was in world is definitely back in this game. And then they added more and refined those systems. So, I mean, there's never been a better time to get in on Monster Hunter. So, um, you know, it runs really well on the Switch too, mm-hmm. which is surprising for how uh, good the game looks. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a it's a definite recommend from me if you're into those type of games um, or just want to try something new. Uh, Monster Hunter, it's great. Yeah, because like I I played a demo for I think Monster Hunter four or three, whichever one was on the 3DS, and just like entirely bounced off of it was not at all appealing to me. And then you got me to play Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. and I've obviously played much less of that than you have, but that one was much more um, accessible and like 
kind of like I figured out what I was doing in that more readily than I was when I, you know, tried three. Um, so if it's just, if it still has like that core Monster Hunter like feel and depth to it, but in a way that you can kind of like parse more that still like maintains, I guess, like the integrity of it being like a Monster Hunter game. Yeah. That sounds super cool. Yeah, def- it, it is definitely that. So uh, it, if you liked World, you'll like this. And if you bounced off World, this may help you get back into it. But, like, I don't know. Maybe not. Not all games are for everybody. <laughs> but um, Monster Hunter is for a lot of people. Um, the other game I've been playing uh, is called Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling. So um, mm-hmm. this game has been mm-hmm. on my radar for a while, but I never really had a chance to, to pick it up. And I saw it on like deep discount on the Switch uh, a week or two ago, so I decided to give it a whirl. Um, this is this game is basically indie Paper Mario. So looks very similar to Thousand Year Door. It plays very similarly to Thousand Year Door, where you have uh, your, your different moves are almost like mini games uh, to make them you know stronger or weaker depending on how well you do. Same thing with defense. If you press A at the right time, uh, you'll defend against a point of damage. It does that same thing where it has a you know low scale of numbers, so you're doing damages uh, in the single digits and not you know four digits like you are in like a Final Fantasy uh, game. Um, you have a party of three instead of two, like in Paper Mario, which adds a little bit of interesting dynamic to it. You only have these three characters throughout the game, uh, as far as I know. And you, as you level up, which happens the same way as you know Thousand Year Door, where you get once you get a hundred points, you'll level up and you'll get you know a choice between you know life points, uh, their magic equivalent, and then like a medal or badge points mm-hmm. which works you know the exact same way as thousand year door um but since you have three characters they do this interesting thing where you can decide to skip one character's term in lieu of giving another one of your characters a second turn so if you have uh a lot of flying enemies and you need to make sure you take them out of the air you can have your person who has that ability go twice knock them both down it does do like a sliding scale of damage so it doesn't you know get out of control and broken but mm-hmm. it gives you just that little tiny bit of extra uh, strategic element that you know i really like uh it is it's almost like too much like paper mario at times because like if, <laughs> when you play the game it's it's very very similar like to the point where there's been some animations and some things that's happened like that's just the same thing. It's like that's just the same mm-hmm. thing with a different coat of paint on it, which I say that uh, not meaning it to be a bad thing, just to be like, hey, they are wearing this on their sleeve. You know, they're not – it's not like it's a secret what they're trying to ape here, and I think they do a really good job. Uh, it's a really fun RPG if you like that style of RPG, which I think everyone knows I love that. Um yeah. So I've been really enjoying it. That's uh, called uh, Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling. Um, great little game. And it's, it's like available on like all platforms now. So um, I originally saw it on Steam. But, yeah, I bought it on Switch, and it you know, works great. So yeah. definitely. God, I love every like, game, all the games like that. I just wish I had them on uh, the Switch. Like I wish I could get like, Slay the Spire and Monster Train on the Switch. Like That's just like such a good console for stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Like, this is, 
uh, it's a perfect game to like play a little bit in bed, you know, before you go to sleep or like when you're waking mm-hmm. up or something like that. It's perfect for that, uh, for sure. And, and like I said, it plays great in handheld mode and you know on the big screen. So um, hell yeah, check it out if you're into it. Speaking of checking things out, uh, after the break, <laughs> we're gonna ch- we're gonna check out this. a, a hamster. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't have a good transition. Do you have one? <sighs> um, we're gonna check out of this bad transition into a break. <laughs> Perfect. We're back. Hey, I like that game. Today's episode, we are talking about Hamtaro Ham Ham Games, which was a request from um, Drea. Uh, shout out to Drea, number one podcast fan. Um, mm-hmm. Officially, owner of her only merchandise. Yeah, which at some point this year we'll have merch, but I got ideas. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We got to talk Ooh. about this game right now, though. Hamtaro Ham Ham Games. Um, as we kind of talked about the top of the episode, Hamtaro is a children's anime, kind of like a, a slice of life kind of children's anime uh, that kind of hit the states in the early 2000s. It stars a hamster named Hamtaro and his lovable cast of characters that are all these cute, chibi hamsters that all look very strange in some ways. Um but, uh, they all got their own like gimmick, and yep. they're all they are all very very adorable. Yep, yep. That's it's one of those like super cute animes. It, it reminds me a little bit of like a uh, Hello Kitty, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of a vibe. Like not that art style, but same kind of vibe. You know, it's like we're we're going for cute, big anime eyes, cute cute uh, cute animals. Like th- this is what we're going for. Now, at the end of our last episode, you told me that you know more about this anime than I would think. So, uh, tell me about your ex- your experience with with Hamtaro, the intellectual property. Okay, so Hamtaro hit Toonami in two thousand and two. So I I can clearly remember when this was like first announced on Toonami. I was a Toonami diehard, watched every single day, mm-hmm. was just like ready for any show they brought to the lineup so in 2002 when i heard about hamtaro coming through i was like okay this looks really cutesy and all this stuff but i'm sure there's a plot here i'm sure there is you know some big reason as to why it's on toonami you know um (laughs) i watched like six or seven episodes of it and then realized like oh oh there is no plot this is this is a (laughs) this is a kid show for real you know not like how gundam was a kid show that had like crazy adult themes in it more like Mm -hmm. how arthur is a kid show you know um (laughs) i i don't remember a ton from actually watching the show but like we talked about at the top of the show, that theme song slaps, and I remember, I still remembered that. Uh, it like came flooding back to me when you said we were playing a Hamtaro game. Like, oh man, that early early two thousands uh, 
theme song energy real strong so good and i have to admit the tagline little hamsters big adventures is is very good yeah like there is a lot to love about this ip at least from a Mm -hmm. um, like taking a step back you know like if you just like appreciate cute stuff hamtaro is all right you know like you could go a lot worse than hamtaro um Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's my experience with this. Did you, did you have any experience with Hamtaro before this? I, I, so, I mean, you are, you're a little bit, a little bit older than me, a little bit yeah. more mature than me. So I think when I, like, cause I would catch Toonami every, every now and again, I wasn't as diehard as, as you're saying you were, but, um, I would like see the, the commercials for it and my, my, like, I'm a big boy. I got to prove I'm a big boy brain. So like, I can't watch that. That looks like that looks like a baby show. Like I gotta watch the the kicking people anime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I never watched. I was tangentially aware of Hamtaro for some reason. I I knew the phrase "Little Hamsters, Big Adventures." I don't know how that got into my brain, <laughs> having had never watched the show, but somehow <laughs> it found its way in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, but, yes. So, so t- two years after its uh, U.S. anime premiere on Toonami, Hamtaro's Ham Ham Games was released on the Game Boy Advance by Alpha Dream Studio, which is a studio I love for the Mario Luigi Superstar Saga series. Um, oh, I didn't that's know that. Their, as far as that's what I know them from. That's their like bread and butter series. Rest in peace, Alpha Dream. Yeah, that's R.I.P. Man, that that just happened. What last year, right? Um, the big uh, 2019. 2019. Damn, that sucks. Uh, yeah. That that actually explains a lot uh, about this game. Like, uh, we can talk about it more later. But one of the things I really like about this game is how well it's animated, and mm-hmm. totally makes sense now that it was Alpha Dream. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah, and uh, that's something they. Um, something they do in the Mario Luigi series is they have uh, special moves that require their own like mini game inside combat. So, like I guess Alpha Dreams like bread and butter is just like doing little mini games because it's something that's like a main part of of that series of RPGs. And they um you know they they made this game. Mm-hmm. I think the last game they made was the um. Mario and Sonic at the the 2020 Tokyo yeah. Olympics. Yep, yep. Uh, rest in peace to the 2020 Olympics too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny you bring up the Olympics because this game was released shortly before the Athens Olympics happened, and you could really mm-hmm. tell that they're trying to bank on that as like a uh, worldwide event. You know, the yeah. ham the Ham Ham Games uh, are a. I don't even remember how many different factions of hamsters are competing in the ham ham games but i believe it's what 15 different mini games um 15 mini games i think there's five different teams yeah so the the whole thrust of this game is hey we got a bunch of cute hamsters uh we're going to divide them up into these different teams and they're going to compete in these mini games that are going to uh as closely emulate uh the olympics as possible we have Mm -hmm. events such as the 100 the hundred ham dash, uh, just, uh, I think that's what HM <laughs> stands for. There's a hammer throw. There's uh, synchronized swimming, pole vaulting. Uh, everyone's favorite Olympic sport, the carrot pole. Oh, I um, love that one. It's so good. I can't believe Russia keeps winning it. Um, <laughs> it's, um, but yeah, so this is basically just a mini game collection. 
Like that's mm-hmm. that's what this game is. Um, but like we said, it's damn cute. We got we got the Hamtaro characters like like we all know Oxnard, Cappy, Boss, huh? Bijou. Love- that's Drea's favorite. Is Bijou right? Uh, and then yeah, uh, yeah, I got confirmation that is the favorite. We also have uh, I think it's Penelope who is like the weirdest looking fucking hamster because she just like just has a yellow sheet over her head. Right? It's like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, she looks like a Mimikyu from yeah, seventh a little, generation of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But like more cute than creepy. It's, Still pretty creepy. I'm, I'm still creepy. gonna say still yeah, pretty freaking creepy. Not not yeah, into Penelope. Penelope's Penelope does look. the uh, the synchronized swimming. So okay, all right. We've kind of danced around it a bit. A game can only get so far on on cuteness alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the gameplay. Okay, let's talk about these games. Uh, so do you let's let's just like run down the mini games and like talk about them and kind of react to them. Um, so the first one uh, that they have you play is the the running the hundred hundred ham dash really kind of basic timing mini game like I didn't really get it at first I was confusing like the A and B buttons like what they did but like kind of once you get into the rhythm of you know clicking that I believe this one had like a uh, top to bottom bar going like straight up and down and you had to like kind of rhythmically hit the button when it's in a certain threshold level to kind of keep your pace going. Yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't hate this game, but I didn't love it either. I think that's going to be kind of a tenor of a lot of these. Um I don't yeah. think this I don't think this game was bad per se. Uh The thing I like about this one is one it's it's short and yeah. intense. Um the a lot of these games one of my common refrains will be like a lot of these games just go on too long. And it, another thing this one, the 100 meter, uh, 100 ham meter <laughs> dash shows you is um, the timing in this game is very tight. Yes. Yeah. Um, next event is tennis, which mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, the fucking worst game in this, this whole class. I, I hated this one so much. It's really bad. Like, I don't know how you could fuck it up tennis. It feels so bad i don't like bad. i can't like feels really bad feels really bad i'm and just after, i couldn't help but compare it to mario tennis in my head for right. the game boy previous episode mario tennis uh mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know i don't know how you can fuck up tennis as badly but they did like it just it did not feel very good at all um, no because it's like you you hold down the hit button and then you use like a control stick to kind of like place your shot and then you have to release it, but like the timing of it, much like the hundred whatever dash, like it's it's tight timing. But this one doesn't have like a like a meter, like a visual component other than the animation to correct that for you. And it led to me just like getting bumped a lot by shots or like hitting them out because I was yep. I, it just it doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. It, Don't like it. It's very different than a Mario Tennis-like system where you can, like, press and hold and, like, charge up yeah. your shot and then, like, hit it and angle it. It's – you press that button, you swing. And it's like that if that swing isn't perfect, then it's not going to hit. And then – so you have to worry about that exact timing at the same time that you're aiming, which is – it's just not good. It's not good. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's made worse by the fact that you have to play it multiple times because it's like a bracket. Um, right. So and it's like I, it's one of the longest lasting games too. Yeah. Definitely not great. However, the next event, the hammer throw, a little oh, bit better. Best one. Best one. This is my favorite one. This this is a very good one. It's high on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I got a little thrown off by the the little baby onesie ham ham judges <laughs> <laughs> that are kind of like Penelope, where they look very strange and small, um, mm-hmm. and they have a binky in their mouth. And I, so I don't know why they're even here. I mean, child labor laws, I would think, would uh, come to play here. But maybe maybe hamsters just don't have rules. They just don't have these. They don't. <laughs> fucking hamsters. The rules. The rules of gods and men cannot touch the hamsters. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the hammer throw is interesting because it's um, like you make these like rotations, so you kind of got to get your momentum going, and then it's kind of a uh, press and release thing to get like a a smooth straight release, uh, mm-hmm. and then you know, see how far the hammer hammer throw goes. It's it, it's good. This is a good game. This is a good game. It's very straightforward. Um... But the thing I like most about this is it's, it has the most clear UI of, like, what you need to do and gives you the most feedback on your actions, which is something that's missing from a lot of games, which makes them, like, unduly frustrating. Um, so Hammer Throw, like, nice, quick game, tells you what you're doing, you know how to improve. Yep. Fun one. Like it. Yep. Uh, next is Diving, which is, like, kind of like a rhythm game i guess you have to hit all these hidden button prompts uh, Mm -hmm. as you're diving uh towards the water um it's fine but it's not great yeah just like hit the prompts as fast as you can that's it yeah it it, a little boring sometimes frustrating because like you you feel like you're hitting the cue and it's not not working but like whatever um it's just kind of in the meh category um, yeah. Speaking of mech category, uh, beach volleyball is the next event. Um, it's better than tennis. It is. Yes. It's better than tennis, but it's still not very good. Yeah. It's 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 too slow. That's my thing. Um, like when you get it to the other side of the net, if they hit the ball, they're going to do the bump set serve, and it takes a while. And if it works like a bit more sped up i think it'd be be more engaging because yeah it's it's all right like it's better than tennis um but it's not great though the thing that i found about this one is that like you can kind of easily exploit the strategy of blocking somebody's spike yeah so it does feel good though i end up doing that a lot and yeah it does it does feel good it feels um maybe it's because like i struggled winning a lot of these mini games early and in beach volleyball mm-hmm. i had more success early on so maybe that's why i have like a higher mark on this but still it's just kind of a meh mini game in my opinion. yeah yeah uh next one is the hurdles and this is like kind of fun um i like hurdles i think it, hurdles is a good one like you had mentioned uh, previously about some of these uh, mini games, they overstay their welcome. That's not the case with hurdles. This one's pretty exactly. fast. It's like you get a burst of speed after you hit a successful hurdle. So once you get into that rhythm of it's, it's kind of similar to the the running mini game. We have to kind of hit that bar and, and make sure that you're um, kind of staying in a flow. And once you get there, it's like it's kind of easy to stay there, and you know it's done relatively quickly. It's good. 
it's good. Like there's good feedback when you get a successful hurdle with that little, like I said, that little burst of speed, which like mm-hmm. I really look for and stuff like this. Um, good, good visual or like gameplay feedback when you're doing a good job, so you can kind of keep it up. Um, love that. Yeah, great, great game. Hurdles is a good one. Um, so this might be my least favorite. Uh, I up yeah, here. this one's. Uh, this one's rough. <laughs> this is uh, the bird back writing. So this one is this one's Drea's least favorite. She she told me when I had to do the event. She's like, "Oh god, that one's the worst." Yeah, this this one fucking sucks. Uh, I I just I didn't get it. Like I just didn't understand at all how the game was supposed to be controlled. It's um, so weird, and it's 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 impossible to like understand it in the tutorial description because yeah. uh, like I'm gonna describe it. Uh, dear listener and you're when i'm gonna finish you're gonna be like what the i don't even know what the fuck you do there so you're on a bird you have to tap a to increase its acceleration and it needs to have like a certain amount of acceleration to get over obstacles you need to go over the obstacles in order and there's an arrow that like sort of like vaguely points you in the direction but it makes it tricky because the bird doesn't steer really responsibly and if you hit something then you need to turn around and build up speed and turn back around again to make it over the jump um and yeah it's a it's a lot and it takes a long time and it's frustrating as hell yeah it's really bad and it features the fucking weirdest member of the Hamtaro crew I'm pretty sure that's Penelope on that horse Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's like man you you got so many strikes against you so many strikes against you um, mm-hmm. Now, this is followed up by what is tied for my favorite game in this package, uh, the Pole Vault. You know, there's a it's yeah. challenging execution, but really clear what the game wants from you. There's kind of like three different phases where you're uh, there's labels on the ground that say uh, that you have to kind of rhythmically press a button to get your speed up. Then you have two different uh, rhythmic bar mechanics you know timing uh bar base mechanics for the press uh the press of the like uh plant of the pole and then the jump uh this this one is like the perfect level of like complexity and um and like feedback from the game to know when you're doing well like this this one i really liked uh i wish i mean i agree i like this one a lot i wish the um like, in the initial run-up, there are different pads you have to press A on to gain acceleration. I wish there was, like, a bit more information on when exactly you need to press it. Because I... It it feels like I... It's, like, a little bit off. Like, I, a lot of times I'll, like, I'll press the button and, like, I feel like I was just on it. But, like, I get just no speed boost or, like, the, like the half one. So yeah. I wish there was, like, a little bit more information on that front for this uh mini game and for the triple jump yep. um but yeah other than I, that's a little just like a, a wish but other than that it's uh yeah pole vaulting is a very good one yeah yeah uh next up is the carrot pole which like, I, I don't even know what this is supposed to represent olympics wise like it feels like this was something that they had to put in the game because because of hamtaro reasons i, I, I right <laughs> i don't know um total meh total meh for me like not even like average at best at least it's easy Mm -hmm. it's a very easy mini game where you're just kind of like plucking up these carrots and going 
kind of as fast as you can, um, but it, it's very boring. It's right? like if you go fast, you'll get like a higher like point starting total. Um, but if you like take longer on each carrot, it's gonna like increase your score overall. Um, this is another one where they don't give you a lot of visual information on when like the optimal carrot pull timing is, but they like do show you that in um, the character animation a bit. And since there's like so many carrots and you kind of like get the rhythm of it, it works for this one. But yeah, it's um, just kind of a monotonous mini game. Yeah, not not great, not great. Um, mm-hmm. Swimming is next. Um, swimming felt a lot like running to me, um, but you do have different strokes that you kind of have to uh, adjust your your timing on. But there's another one that's just like this is fine. I was better at it than the running, but I, I didn't. Know. I didn't like this one because yeah, I get what you were saying. Like it's a lot easier to win than the running one. Yes. Um, like I might. My first time, I did like a practice round, like just to you know make sure I get it before I did the real one, and I you know still end up winning the practice round by a lot. Um, and it takes like what like two two plus minutes to complete this this mini game, so it's entirely too easy and entirely too long. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can see that. I can see that about this one, but yeah, just meh. Um, yeah. So the next one is, you know, my tie for first place of, like, kind of favorite Ooh, like mini-game. the archery. I like the archery. Um, I like archery games when they, when they put it in. Um, I know there there was, like, a an NES track and field game that had, like, um, archery, and I really liked it in that game, too. Not very similar in their mechanics, but, like, I end up liking archery games, usually. Mm-hmm. Um I really like how this one was animated. So, like, the way that they kind of visually showed on screen is, like, a third of your screen shows your hamster kind of holding the bow, and you can kind of see them um, to side view, so you can see if they're, like, aiming up or down or whatever. Uh, and then the the two-thirds of the screen is, you know, here is your target. You see a little reticle. It kind of moves around the screen. Um, it's erratic. Yeah, it's, it is erratic. It is erratic, mm-hmm. but it comes down to, like, trying to control that that uh, crazy movement and then get the right timing to, to hit your bullseyes. Um, I enjoyed it. It felt a little bit like the darts from the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably the best thing I can say about any of the mini games here. <laughs> it's probably the best thing I could say. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's fun. It's uh, very tense. It's the most tense game for sure because it gives you it gives you a minute or actually uh, forty seconds to to shoot your shot, and you you can you can take that time and like be patient to line it up. But it's also like very tense because it's like the, you, you never know when your cursor is gonna like dart right over the yeah the bullseye, and you gotta you know guide it a little bit but you also gotta be like totally aware like at the moment you need to press it so it's it's a good one it's tense it's um it's interesting i liked archery yep yep uh next up is sailing which uh my only note (laughs) i have i have two notes here i don't know man this one just lost me completely which (laughs) is how i feel about this and the birdback riding these are both like Mm -hmm. fucking get them out of this game just get them out of here they're just bad. It, they're bad games. They they don't explain themselves very well. Sailing might be 
the worst game, um, but I struggled more with birdback riding, so that's definitely my uh-huh. least favorite. But like sailing is just bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like I don't. There's uh, like a little flag indicator that's very small and like doesn't really show what direction the wind's going. I don't really know if it's like relevant what direction the wind's going. Just kind of like make your way towards the next marker and I would like alternate between the shoulder buttons because I felt like it made me go faster. But yeah, this this one like the like the birdback riding is just baffling and it takes way too long. No thank you. Yep. Yep. Uh next is the triple jump, which it's very similar to pole vaulting. Very mm-hmm. similar yeah. in mechanic. Um so I I liked it, but like this is another one that's like meh you know like i could take it or leave it uh this definitely features the best hamster of the crew my boy cappy cappy my boy cappy got that Cappy's green, the best one got that green bandana man looking fly as a motherfucker um but uh but yeah triple jump is just meh yeah i same same issue with the pole vaulting i wish i had uh an indicator of like when you needed to, needed to press a for the speed boost um but yeah like the the jump part of it's fine uh yeah all right game yeah um this next event or second to last careful is, careful what you say this is drea's favorite and I, she will listen to this episode I, oh i know um so i wanted to hate this game but i, I actually it's <laughs> like it's delightful I, like it's it's very cute it's a very mm-hmm. cute uh event and like synchronized swimming like how the hell do you Make that a mini game is you just, you just make it a rhythm game. Basically. Yeah, that's all you got to do. You just make it a ry- rhythm game, but um, that cute factor goes a long way. And again, animations in in most of these mini games are really good. Like the game looks good. Like, it looks good. Uh, and this is one that is is pretty. It's pretty cute. I didn't love playing it, but it was an enjoy seeing it and like going through it. Exactly. Um, that's I think the perfect way to describe this game yeah yeah I'm, I'm it's definitely has a spot in this game for sure it's not like uh the sailing or birdback riding where i'm like get the fuck out of here but um yeah it's okay again that penelope factor just get just get Weird, that, yeah get that how, how does hamster. she swim with that on i don't get it i don't get it and like why would you choose that hamster out of all of them that's the mm-hmm. one you choose. Like, that's the one you choose. Just bizarre. Bizarre choice. Um, and the last mini game, and potentially the most boring out of all of mm. them, is, oh, the, yeah. is the marathon. So it, it's just a little rhythm game that kind of changes its speed and arrangement at certain given intervals. But that's all it is. Once you yep. get into the rhythm of that section... It should be a breeze. This this may be the easiest game here for sure. Um, so I, I couldn't, I just couldn't get the timing down on this one. It was so hard. So I played. Did you play this on a emulator or Game Boy? Emulator. Yeah, I I don't know why I asked. There's no way you wouldn't bought Ham Bam games for an actual Game Boy Advance. Yeah, why? Like I'm surprised <laughs> you did. <laughs> Well, Dre already had it, so I just okay, got okay. it. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, like, maybe it's, like, a difference in emulator versus Game Boy, but, like, I, for the life of me, could not 
consistently get the timing down, which made the marathon go so much longer, and it's already a boring game. Did not like it. Yep. Might be one of my least favorite. Don't like the marathon. Yep. Yep. I can I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, and that's, that's all of the minigames uh, in this one. So uh, a couple of good ones, but mostly just meh. Um, some other stuff I want to say about this game that I that I really didn't like was uh, at the beginning of the game, you, you create your hamster, which you don't end up like using or seeing at all when you're playing like the single player mode. This game like tries to like push you to play multiplayer and like, Oh, have your custom ham and play with your friends. Who the fuck wants to play any of these games with anybody, but whatever. (laughs) Um, The thing that I did appreciate about that whole process though, um, which is very forward thinking is it asks you for a gender and it gives you male, female and not telling. So there's mm-hmm. not many games. There's not many things that approach gender like that uh, and make it more inclusive, which I, especially which I in like. 2004. Exactly. Like it seems yeah. it, it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like I, I actually really appreciated that. So, you know, kudos to them for, for making that more inclusive. Um, the DJ that's like <laughs> that's like hyping up uh, different things and you kind of see him throughout the world is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, 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 <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. Um, Gets you hype. Gets you hype for those mini games. <laughs> I, honestly, the music in general, pretty solid. Pretty I would solid. say. Yeah, I would say if if you had to pick like kind of one thing that was like amazing about this game music is like number two i think the animation is like the best uh yeah this game looks but, the game looks very good sounds very good yeah music is top notch i like it i like the music not a lot of annoying songs on there and then again yeah you got that dj yeah uh, yes yeah. yeah uh the other thing i wanted to, to make sure to say on this podcast is yo that fucking pirate hamster is really ugly just like so, real ugly. It's the mouth. There's something weird about his mouth. <laughs> it's real fucking weird. This it's real grossest weird. Captain Captain Hamstern. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Oh yeah, do not do not like that hamster at all. The no, fir- thank you. Put the, him away. The first time I saw that motherfucker on the uh, on like the platforms at the end, you know, the first, second, third. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podium, I should say. Uh, I was just like shocked. How fucking ugly is this thing? My God, all the characters are so cute, and then for that thing to exist, they just it's throw just, that in there. Yeah, I guess it's just to spawn conversations like this, like the jarringness of how ugly it is. Um, there needs to be a juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, what would you rate this game then, Jake? On our awesome scale on our awesome scale so uh, i was uh before dre even recommended we played ham ham games i was going to make you play uh, a game like this mm. i i like kind of it's like mini game compilation games um i was either gonna make you play game and watch gallery 2 for the game boy color or more likely, if we could get a Game Gear emulator going, is Winter Olympics game Winter Olympic Games 
94 for the Sega Game Gear. Mm. That's when I have, like, very distinct memories, like, trying to play when I was younger because my brother had it for his Game Gear. So I just like sports minigame compilation games. And a lot of these games, didn't like them sailing, birdback riding, but there is a, just like, to me, at least, like, an addictiveness to, like, to the repetition of, like, trying to improve the time. Like, a lot of them are, like, these games are, like, bite-sized enough where it's easy to do it, do it again. Like, ah, you know, I feel like I'm improving. I feel like I'm getting better. So I just, I, I like these kinds of games, and Hamtaro, Ham Ham Games had enough interesting games that uh, I kept playing on, on, on the free play mode. So I think I'm going to give the Ham Ham Games a hit. I like that game. Wow. So I'll I'll try to ignore the knife that Drea has in your back right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like <laughs> um, help me. <laughs> um, if that wasn't telling enough, uh, I'm rating this a hey. I don't like this game. Um, <sighs> there, there's just too many meh mini games. You know, too many boring or not good mini games in this collection for me to say like totally hey i like this game like that's that is the pride i feel like we have this conversation a lot of times like the problem with our scale this dichotomous scale is that you miss a lot of the shades of gray like if i mm-hmm. was if i was rating this on a scale of you know one to ten it'd be closer to like a 6.5 or like a seven ish which is you know over that middle line of you know uh you know the, the, the midpoint of the scale right but it's just i can't say that it it's like this is a hardcore recommend or anything like that. It, it's there's just too much like blandness in it for me to to say, hey, I like that game. But I will say definitively, this is the cutest game we have played on the podcast so far, and that's I think so. And that's you know something of its own. You know that's the, the Hamtaro Ham Ham games. You can always hang your hat on the fact that you are the cutest game we have played on. Hey, I like that game so far. Until, so the, until the next Hamtaro game comes up. Uh, <laughs> so, Jake, what, what are we going to play next episode? Next episode? Well, we have this uh, very nice email that was sent to us by Nate. Um, this is one of the most comprehensive and uh, well-thought-out emails we've ever gotten for our next game. So Nate sent us, as a little kid... My all-time favorite game to play while sick was Castlevania Castlevania 2. Despite the cryptic nonsense like kneeling by a mountain to summon a tornado that whisked you away to the game's final area, there was something completely magical about the experience of exploring outside Dracula's castle walls. Making new discoveries, upgrading my weapons, and never being punished for failure was a perfect blend of components for my universal monster-loving kid self, plus that music simply one of the most kick-ass uh, Ness soundtracks ever. Hard much agree. later uh, much later came games like Symphony of the Night and wow, did that game really deliver on the promises of a more open-ended game of more open-ended game concepts pioneered by Castlevania 2. Given the critical and commercial acclaim of Symphony of the Night, Konami used that game as the template for its portable Castlevania releases. Uh, Circle of the Moon brought Symphony of the Night experience to Game Boy Advance. Aria of Sorrow perfected the ca- what Castlevania could be on the Game Boy Advance, and that experience was made bigger with Dawn of Sorrows on the DS. And the music, as good as ever. So, I heard Symphony of the Night is like the quintessential Castlevania, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I might... Yeah. 
I've never played a Castlevania, so oh this is, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, not sorry, not to give away the the ending here. Uh, sorry, these games. Uh, Nate continues. These games were fun, engaging, very good. Yet uh, each started to feel very repetitive. Unlike Castlevania Two, these GBA and DS titles exclusively took place in Dracula's Castle. Portrait of Ruin came next and offered some different locations by jumping in paintings like Super Mario sixty four. That was refreshing but still felt like more reskin castles than traversing the countryside. That's where Order of Ecclesia comes in, the Castlevania sequel, sequel that is a true spiritual successor to Castlevania II. Yes, there's a castle to be conquered, but there's also towns, countrysides, caves, mountains, a lighthouse, and other locations that bring back that sense of adventures through a cursed landscape. Brought back that little something extra I craved out of Castlevania, a sense of wonder. <sighs> Damn, this is such a good damn email. <laughs> it's true. I wish I could write this good. Mm-hmm. And that wonder alone isn't all that stands out. Ditching swords and whips, the game uses a magic system for its combat, finding new abilities, stealing abilities from enemies, and figuring out which combinations serve your playstyle the best was as satisfying as the dark fantasy themes. Plus, the game introduces Shano, Shanna, Shanai, Shanoa? Shinoa, that's probably it. Perhaps the most interesting new Castlevania protagonist since Alucard. The game is just absolutely nails its setting, customization, combat, and characters. A shame this debuted so late in the DS's life, as by its release there was some real Castlevania fatigue, being the sixth Symphony of the Night-inspired title that hit the Nintendo handhold. This guy does his research. But <laughs> the fact it was so overlooked makes it such a good candidate to play today. It definitely deserves more love and attention than originally received. Of course, it won't be all roses. The second boss and its sudden difficulty spike can fuck right off. The game <laughs> overstays its welcome in waterlogged areas, and the NPC quests can get a little uh, can get a little uninspired. But despite these nitpicks, the more you play. The more this game digs its hooks into you until it becomes impossible to put down. Hope you all enjoy. And, Nate, we will certainly find out if we do enjoy. On the next episode of Hey, Like That Game, we were playing Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. And you'll be able to play uh, this game and kind of uh, reintroduce yourself to it, Nate, because you're going to be a guest on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Um I'm really looking forward to this. I never played any of the GBA or DS Castlevania games, but um, I've played a bit of this series, uh, and, and I really enjoy these games. Uh, I'll be very curious to get your impressions on it, Jake, since you've never played one. Never. Not a single Castlevania game, but I like, I like Metroids, so I, I, can only, I can only assume. I don't know why I never played a Castlevania game. I, I don't know. I guess we'll get into it more next time. Yeah, so next time I hey, like that game, Castlevania, Order of Ecclesia. It's a whip, because he fights with whips, right? That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. There is no dang, whips. Dang. There are no whips in this game, though, so it's, it's interesting. Oh, dang it. It's interesting. Like, Castlevania kind of goes in another direction at some point where um, it's not always about the Belmonts. It's not always about whips and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's usually some sort of... Um, tie or something to it which i'm sure this game has in some way but it's not you're not directly playing a belmont there's i don't think there's even uh was it the vampire killer uh whip in this i, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's not even in this game so um it'll what be is, interesting what is a silly it's a silly weapon yeah <laughs> vampire killing whip 
yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, oh man, sometimes God, I, I love video games. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, um, Jake. Where can the folks at home find us on the internet? Well, you can send us emails like that fantastic email Nate sent us at heylikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at likethatgame. Uh, find us on Facebook at uh, Hey Like That Game Podcast. Search us there. Um, did I forget anything, Tony? Uh, did we say Twitch? Hey, I like that game on Twitch. Hopefully be uh, streaming more soon. Um, now that I have my office put together, I can start doing that. Uh, every Tuesday, we do Try Hard Tuesdays, which is a very uh, welcoming and inclusive uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, so definitely you know, check out the Twitter uh, and Facebook and all those other spots if you want to um, you know, join us for one of those tournaments. Uh, we... And we had, a, we had a, a, another little side project that we'll, uh, we'll tell you more about in, a, in an episode coming up. Yeah, in our last episode we talked about uh, the – the what we have now called dubbed the Nuzlocke League. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit on our last episode, and we have comp- now have completed our first season. And uh, next episode that's going to hit your feeds is going to be talking about that experience. So hopefully we're going to have a couple of the competitors on, and we're going to talk about you know our stories, our game stories, and kind of what happened, and then uh, give some more information about um, uh, joining us. Because uh, mm-hmm. we want to open this up to to more people, so if if you're interested in Pokemon at all, definitely be on the lookout for our next episode. Um, and I think that wraps it up, Jake. I think that's it. That's all. That's all I wrote. Oh, fantastic. Well then, uh, well then we'll have to sign off for now, folks. Uh, and as always, live life passionately, love each other unconditionally, and play video games. Thanks, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Kaboom! Little hamsters, big adventures. Laura's gone to school, let's go to our hand and clubhouse. We can fix their troubles, just be quiet as a mouse. Watch out for those cats, you know they're smarter than you think. But if we work together,